Hi, this is Nefesh. My name is Barry. Uh, this is episode two, and uh, Nefesh is a Hebrew word. It's usually translated as soul in the Bible, but a more accurate translation would be whole being. Uh, we're attempting to cut through the religious and cultural noise to bring the Bible and its message alive, uh, connecting it to life as we experience it in the 21st century. Um, so, uh, as I say, my name is Barry, and this is my daughter, Georgia. Hello. Uh, yeah, this is a podcast for busy people. This is a, these are 15-minute episodes, uh, raw conversations with no edit, because we don't have time to edit. So uh, we just press the record button, and, we d- and what we deliver is what you will get, along with all of its imperfections and, you know, ums and ahs. Last week, we talked about compromise, and this week, Dad's going to bring a topic to the table. So... Go for it. Yeah, okay. What are we talking about today? Um, We're going to be talking about Psalm chapter 3. There are some (laughs) themes within that. So um, uh, you might want to have a look at Psalm chapter 3 if you wish. I'm not going to read it because we've limited ourselves to 15 minutes. And Mm. um, But uh, anyway, Psalm 3 deals with the emotion of fear. Um, If you know the Psalms, uh, what they do is they teach us to pray through our emotions. They teach us to give pride of place to our emotions to neither Mm. stuff them and allow or allow them to run the show Um, it's about reflective intentional processing before God and one of the things I've been doing this year is praying through the Psalms uh, something Mm. I've done from time to time in my Christian life and it's about understanding the source of my emotions understanding the cause and effect to my view of God and how I relate to other people and uh, just pour out this whole mess in God's presence and then bring it under his sovereignty. Um, So Psalm 3 is uh, when David fled from Absalom, his son, and this was at the end of David's career. Essentially, Absalom had formed a resistance army and staged a successful coup against his father, and the story's in 2 Samuel 15. It tells how David had to flee his own house and the city he established as the capital of Israel. And he's running to the hills with a handful of people being chased by an army of 12,000 men. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) That's some some army, isn't it? You know, so uh, so the first thing he does is uh, in prayer is to identify the source of his fear. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. Uh, And the repeated words give us a clue to what he's freaking out about. And the word many, 12,000 men in pursuit of him, it's not a good day. He identifies the source of his fear. What's wrong with me? Well, 12,000 men is what's wrong with me. (laughs) So there's a very clear, physical, (laughs) identifiable source of uh, fear there. There's another layer as well to the fear, and it's uh, propaganda that Absalom and his army are spreading about David. His his Mm. enemies are saying that God is through with Mm. David. They're not saying they don't believe in God. This is personal. It's about God and David. There's no more salvation. There's no more favor left in God for David anymore. And so it's a very different kind of attack. It's Mm. not on David's life, but an attack on David's identity. (laughs) And it's an attack on David's self, his significance and his status. And David's story from shepherd boy to king is one of the most inspiring stories in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. So it's highly esteemed in all of Israel. He was the runt of the litter and one of the most important prophets in Israel. 
uh, in Israel's history, shows up at his dad's house announcing that Yahweh has told him that um, one of the great kings is going to come from his household. So David kind of rises up. We know he kills Goliath and there's a whole kind of load of goings on. But then eventually he becomes uh, he becomes king. Mm. But there's a key moment in uh, David's life. He begins to take all these gifts, his status, his fame for granted. And he begins to turn his heart and he sees the, the gifts as something he can use to his own advantage mm. rather than using them to serve people. Mm -hmm. There's a moment where he sees a woman that he wants. He forces himself on her. He gets her pregnant. He conspires to kill her husband, yeah. which he does successfully. And from that moment in the David story, his world begins to fall apart. And yeah. His family falls apart. His kingdom falls apart. His life. Yeah. falls apart everything crumbles okay so the real threat here is not on david's life though for sure he's in danger the real threat is his identity mm. who is david now if he's not a successful king and right. father and uh he's none of these things now and that's what's being called into question he begins yeah. praying through his fear through the source of his fear and there's a very clear source people are chasing him they want to kill him but all of a sudden his sense of identity his value, his status in danger is wrapped up in all of this. So, mm. um, so um, uh, and so we have these these words. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. And mm. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. Mm. And so the tone shifts in uh, in this very anxious man. It shifts from the circumstances onto God and onto God's character. Right. This is the part of how he processes through. He identifies his fear and he turns to God. He speaks of God in these images. Uh, and this is one of the challenges with the Psalms. They often use imagery and metaphor, which to us uh, are just overused Bible words. Yeah. And we miss much of the density of the poetry. So, um, uh, so he describes God as this shield and I think we have to slow down and, and think of that because we typically think of the image of a shield as something that gives protection. The shield keeps bad things from happening to me. So we might jump to the conclusion Yahweh is going to protect me and rescue me out of this so bad things won't happen. But there's way more going on beneath the surface here of um, just that little interpretation there. Mm. If you intentionally strap on a shield as you begin your day, your assumption is that your day is not going to go well, yes, right? it's true. You're assuming you need protection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's primarily going to be that the shield will prevent horrible things from happening to me. That's not why you put on a yeah, shield. Yeah. You put on a That's shield so because you assume that horrible things are going to happen. Yeah. And you need some help. Yeah. Okay, That's so a, a shield won't prevent it. Um, and uh, what it does is protect you. And protects the most vital part of you from being totally annihilated mm. when bad things happen. Um, especially the shield that David is describing is around him. This is a big, massive shield that covers him. He assumes that things may get better. They're likely going to get a whole lot worse. He's got 12,000 people on his tail. But Yahweh is a shield around him, even though things are probably going to get worse. And he can say that. Yahweh is not going to prevent bad things from happening. But he's going to be there so close to him, protecting the most vital part of who he is mm. from being swept away in this horrible onslaught. Okay, so, mm. so um, I'm going I'm to just land 
the plane here, I guess. Yeah. I'm borrowing Sounds something good. from Tim Mackey's language here, I think. But, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not unusual when bad things happen to think that God is against me or not pleased with me or, um, yes. or, or, or something like that. But that doesn't reason out very well because if we go up and down that route, our base assumption about God's role in our life is that he's there to prevent bad things from happening to us. Mm -hmm. And the problem with this way of thinking is we're creating a God that does not exist. Yeah, that's, that's not, not the God of the Bible. That's, yeah, it's not the promise of Yahweh. The promise of Yahweh is that when life is in this broken world, is broken by human sin and the chaos caused by other mysterious dark powers that are at work, when horrible things happen, God is our shield. He's mm. right there. Mm -hmm. He's not going to prevent them, but he's yeah. right there. There we go. Wow, I love that. That's this part is, one. Yes. We are going to do part two. Okay, yes, I love obvious. this. Because this is, just just to give full disclosure, this is something you've learned from, from Bible Project. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I listened to this Bible Project episode, and honestly, I, I did not gather as much as you did. So I'm very grateful for this reminder, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Why, did it, why has it resonated so strongly with you, do you think? Well, I think it, it taps into my own story in many ways. I think, yeah, um, you know, I think uh, there have been uh, times in my life I've been uh, resentful towards uh, towards life and then mm -hmm. ultimately towards God because things are not going the way I think they should go. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think even, even uh, recently when we've been talking about what's going on in our lives collectively, yeah, yeah. you know, those kind of things uh, have been coming up. So... So I think the, the the challenge with that is, you know, we we pray every day, and and if we're if we're if we're praying, uh, the Lord's prayer, we pray for God's kingdom to come, mm -hmm. not my kingdom. I don't have a kingdom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's God's kingdom, you know, yeah. and uh, and His reign and His, and and you know, my part in that uh, is significant but mm. small. Mm. You know, it's uh, you know, small. it doesn't yeah. depend on what I can see in front of me and yeah. that takes some wrestling every single day because you know i i know that i'm somebody who likes to be in control likes to see things go the way i i do a and b happens mm -hmm. i do c and d happens mm -hmm. you know and and that doesn't always yeah happen you know yeah. sometimes my best efforts don't produce the outcome mm. that i think and i can get a little bit frustrated with that mm -hmm. don't have twelve thousand men chasing me i mean i have been in a pretty low pit yeah. at times in my life but I, certainly right now that's not the case but yeah. but um but i struggle with day to day yeah. if i do this then this is supposed to happen yeah and it doesn't yeah yeah, you know? yeah. that definitely and, yeah makes yeah, sense yeah. yeah i really like something i really like about this is that um actually this is what david's going through is something that we all kind of go through like pretty regularly which is kind of um questioning our identity questioning like the things that we thought were yeah. solid about ourselves yeah like yeah. i think that's something that i feel like i'm even seeing right now where it's like wow i've always thought of myself or like put a lot of identity in being a very good obedient person or like you know yes someone who yeah, strives yeah, for yeah, humility yeah, yeah. but my way of striving for humility has always been more more actually a false humility of being a doormat um, yeah, you know, just yeah. just appearing obedient, appearing like I'm easy to agreeable and easy to get along with. And I feel like recently that's been like called into question by 
God more than anything. He's like, well, this isn't actually lining up with what's going on in your mind and your heart. So you need to reevaluate this identity right now and actually like get rid of it because it doesn't count. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. that's yeah. really good. I think, um, yeah, I think that for, for many people and certainly as well for myself and when I was in uh, working full time in the ministry, one of the things mm. is I had a reputation and um and it was a certain reputation about my work ethic about uh, what i brought to the table mm. and my insight and mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff and um and i became so attached to that reputation yeah that i ended up um not even living that reputation but yeah, just protecting just it. it yeah 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 you yeah. know and that's exactly what happened to david here yes. that his this is where the word kavod comes in which means glory mm. um because he goes through and we'll talk about this next time but he goes through the motions in this 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 psalm of actually seeing that god is his kavod god yeah. is his glory yeah. his crown and glory and i think that's um in many ways that's the journey i've been on and am still on Mm. um and uh and and you know we can look for our reputation to be our glory okay mm-hmm. so you know I, I i like the idea that i had insight i like the idea yeah, that that people valued my work ethic and it had it took my reputation to come crashing down through some sin that mm. wasn't that far removed from david's what 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 david did you know there was adultery mm-hmm. there was dishonesty on a very high level and um and and it took all of that and then a whole process of reconciliation from burning embers and tatters mm. of life mm-hmm. for for god to be glory to be the one mm-hmm. gaining the glory you know yeah, and, yeah. um and 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 that's uh, uh that's quite incredible so mm. um yeah yeah there you go certainly yeah what do you think we should leave the people who are listening with this because my my the biggest thought that comes into my head is that idea of identity is like whatever you're putting your identity in so you will eventually discover it is groundless like it is yeah you will eventually yeah, even yeah, if it yeah, feels so yeah. solid right now yeah it all eventually becomes groundless just like it did for david but what what do you think mm, in mm, our last mm. 40 seconds yeah i think that's i think that's right i think to really think about um what uh, think about your reputation and what you mm. value about your reputation and and dismantle that and give wow. it to god yeah. dismantle it put it aside it's mm-hmm. you know god is your reputation and um yeah. and and he is and we'll talk about this more next week the kavod thing um but i think that's it really yeah, yeah. yeah. sounds yeah. good yeah I think that's it right that's it right 15 <laughs> minutes 15 minutes four seconds dot. left there we go All so right. two seconds right thanks for joining us thank you goodbye goodbye